Dear listener, I'm Filet and you're listening to the Perfumer podcast. I think right now actually the biggest my biggest hurdle is listening to myself more. And I think it's hard because we are constantly working for other people. But if you're not really staying true to who you are and like smelling something and saying, "No, this is what I like about it and I'm keeping this part of it, you know? For this episode, I wanted to introduce you to my good friend Roxane Kirkpatrick, an American perfumer working at Givaudan in Paris, one of the largest flavor and fragrance companies founded in 1895. I met Roxane during an internship at Givaudan and her unique story was incredibly inspiring. Aside from being talented and hardworking, Roxane also happens to be a mother of two. In this episode, we discover how she began her journey in perfumery, her mentors along the way, the challenge of being an American in the heart of the French perfume industry, and we go much deeper into the power of being a woman. So without further ado, let's begin. Hi Roxanne, welcome on the Perfumer Podcast, and uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, it's a pleasure to be here. Yay, great. Okay, so let's start with uh, just you telling us a bit about yourself and what you do. What's your job? Well, I'm a perfumer. Um, I am American. I live in Paris. I've been mm -hmm. here for about eight years. Um, I started in New York, worked for the Givadon, a big house, a Swiss house. Um, what else? I started in a lab in New York as an assistant. Actually, I was, uh, I was, um, guess this is my mom brain kicking in, coming up for it. Yeah, um, because Roxanne had a baby recently. Yes, I had a baby. I had a, my second baby. Um, so I had, I was an assistant, um, but before that I was the, an intern. So I started as an intern. Um, I was very excited for that job because I had finally broken into this industry that I had been so curious about for a while. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for about five years and then I got into the perfumery school here in Paris. Um, I was there for four years and I've been I'm working here in Clébert, Avenue Clébert in Paris for about four years officially. So I um, just got mm -hmm. my perfumer title. I was a junior before, but now I'm perfumer. So wow, that's good. Amazing. Move, move, moving on up. Congrats. Um, thanks. And um, yeah, so every day I come to work and I write formulas and mm -hmm. I smell the things I create and I modify them and try and make them as beautiful as possible for all of our clients. Oh, that's awesome. So how did you like even became like a perfumer before that? Because so you were an intern and then you went to, you assisted uh, Olivier, I think you told me it was Olivier Gilletin. Olivier right? Gilletin, yeah. yeah. so cool. He's like, he's a sweetheart. Yeah, he's yeah. such a sweet guy. He was really sweet. He kind of took me under his wing and taught me a lot of stuff. And he would walk me through like, because um, I was in the lab making his mods, but um, I would ask him, I said, okay, so what are we doing with this one? What were the comments? Why, yeah. you know, what does the client want for this? So mm -hmm. um, it was a nice exposure to that side of the business that I had not normally, I mean, I would normally have not had that exposure. So yeah, of course. Um, he was really sweet. He took some of his personal time and would teach me different things about raw materials. And mm -hmm. um, he was just a really, he was a really great mentor. So I feel really lucky that I had him. As, um, like right out of the gates, it was a really nice guy helping me out. That's amazing because uh, it can be quite lonely the path to becoming a perfumer, as you as you may know. It's it's hard, yeah. It's not easy. I mean, I think a lot of it is, um, and it actually kind of is that way throughout your from even now. I think it's the people that you surround yourself with, you know, and that's yeah. not always easy um, because I think as a creative person, you, you're not. You know, I'm, I'm not consistently in the same, you know, happy mood and, yeah, you know, you kind of go up and down. And so you, you have this, you know, you have to play two roles where, you know, you're, you're nurturing relationships because that's a really important aspect of, mm -hmm. at least in the big houses, you know, um, relationships with your evaluators, relationships with, you know, your salespeople, with your clients and all that kind of thing. Um, but you also are in this other side of it where you're really in a creative you know, mindset and mm -hmm. you, you go deep inside, you know? So it's sort of like you have to, you go inside and you get, you know, tunnel visioned and you, you're thinking of like how this could, you know, change the way it smells. Yeah. And then someone pops over and says, Hey, you need to do this. And you're like, 
uh, okay. And so he said, you know, switch gears and put on a different hat and like, all right, Mm -hmm. you know, let's, you know, we can, we can um, evaluate and we can do this, but sometimes shifting those gears can be a little rough, but um, yeah. So it's two sides you have to master, but yeah. Yeah. So I think even from the beginning, you know, having those people, I, you know, I think my whole life I've had a mentor. I've always had like coaches and mentors. Um, I was an athlete for 12 years, years before I started um, perfumery and I always had coaches and it was just a really nice, you know, someone to kind of bounce ideas off of mm-hmm. who had your best interest in, in heart and really like cared about, you know, your well-being, um, not just your results, but like how you felt in the process. And I think for me, that's yeah, been a huge huge help and I've always kind of gotten lucky and had a mentor of some kind you know sometimes they're not even in the same you know department but um it's been I think that's invaluable in for me for someone like me it's been nice so even here and now I've had a lot of um people who've been really helpful and and in that sense Mm -hmm. it's it's not lonely you know back to our original you know point topic but um for sure yeah, yeah, it's probably it's, the one of the key the key things you know. To really, really yeah, it really is because they they can give you sort of like the insight of things that, especially for me, like I'm in a I'm in a very culturally different environment than what you know, like them being in and you know, like you've spent time in different countries, so it's like there's subtleties that you don't pick up on, and if you don't pick up on mm-hmm. them, you're dead in the water, you know. Mm-hmm, so. That's true it's sort of like you have to, you have to have someone who's like, okay, do this, but don't do that. But cause no one else is going to tell you, you know, they're going to let yeah, you sink yeah. or swim. Mm-hmm. And I'm so having, guess. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've messed up a lot, you know, but luckily I have people that I can talk to and, and, you know, they can say, Hey, it's not a big deal or Hey, you know, you could do it this way next time. And so I think, having those coaches and having those mentors um have been really key for me in surviving mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah thank god you have yeah. that but i also think in a way yeah. it's because uh, people are attracted to you they see your passion and yeah that makes them want to be there for you no oh, that's nice of you to say yeah i, I mean I, I genuinely love people so i think i think that's that's helpful um i'm not yeah. you know like i like to go into a quiet place but i'm not a hermit you know I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a social introvert <laughs> yeah I, I see that I think I'm the same I think I'm the uh-huh. same like I like people I, I love to see people they make me happy but also sometimes it's nice to have your own time yeah I gotta recharge yeah yeah recharge yeah, yeah exactly for sure exactly. well that's cool and you know uh, when the first time we met uh, for me what's so interesting also about your story is how you became a perfumer from like first you were ice skating and then mm-hmm. and then like I think I think you should tell about that because to me that's so inspiring because usually it's the traditional route you know it's people who were born in grass and then yeah they no I family. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wasn't smelling things when I was three years old and like I'm not the classic yeah. story um I was I think I was 22 when I discovered mm-hmm. the actual um industry um Actually, so I was skating and then I retired from skating, mm-hmm. 22. Um, I had a, a chronic injury, so that was kind of sad. Um, but it was, I mean, I feel like a lot of that experience really helped me in where I am now. So mm-hmm. when I look sure. back in hindsight, like it was definitely a good preparation for my life in general. So no regrets there. Um, but yeah, I quit skating and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. I did some... Um, soul searching and I really liked beauty I liked science and I wasn't really sure you know like I wanted something that was challenging again because skating Mm -hmm. was a challenge you know like I was training for the Olympics like that's what I wanted like for you know since I was little I wanted to you know go to the Olympics like that was my big goal Mm -hmm. but um was it your mom who decided to put you into skating or was it more your decision no, I mean, I was really athletic as a kid yeah. um, and my parents would just sign me up for everything. Like I, you know, I was in tennis classes. I was in swimming, I was like a swim team. I was a terrible swimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was uh, soccer on a soccer team for a long time. My dad was my coach with a bunch of my mm-hmm. friends. It was really fun. Um, we did ballet, like we did 
like we did just did tons of sports. And so I was figure skating. And mm-hmm. um, at that time we lived in Utah and we got the Olympic bid for 2002. And I think that was eight years before we got that. Oh, that's so, young. so they sent out um, coaches, USB skating sent out coaches to kind of introduce the sport to locals because speed skating is not a big thing. Like it's not, it's, it's, I think it's bigger than the Netherlands, obviously, um, than mm-hmm. it is in the U.S. And I was, they sent them to elementary schools. It was kind of an interesting, I don't even know why they did that, but they sent these coaches wow. to elementary schools to kind of introduce yeah. the sport. And I took to it because I was already figure skating. So I was good on the ice oh, already. You were already doing it. Wow. I was figure skating. Um, so there are different mm-hmm. types of skating that you mean you're still on the ice. Um, and I did my first race on figure skates, which was hilarious. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, all right, this is cool. And I ended up having a lot of opportunity in it. You know, like I made the U S team, I traveled a lot, I got sponsors. Um, and you're surrounded with these other, you know, young people who mm-hmm. have similar mentalities of like, I want to be the best. So being in that environment is really um, contagious. And mm-hmm. um, it's, you know, it's, I think it's good for teenagers because it keeps you out of trouble. I mean, I got in my fair share of trouble, but um, <laughs> it was you good, you know? Yeah. yeah, it was good for me. Um, so that's sort of how that started. But then, you know, when I quit, I was like, all right, I need another challenge. I need something that's, mm-hmm. you know, as challenging um, I want long-term goals. I want something that's, you know, difficult, but, you know, like I could sink my teeth into, um, but I couldn't figure it out. I went to a card reader. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And, that's so amazing. And, um, you know, she said, you're going to be a perfumer. And I was like, what's a yeah. perfumer? I have no idea. Out of what nowhere? That is. Just yeah, but that I thing. literally had never even heard of this, like, profession. I had no idea. Yeah, and she it's was not like, like um, something people talk yeah, about. It's, it's not, yeah. I mean, people still now, they're like, that's a job. And I was like, yeah. yeah. But cool. um, <laughs> she's like, you'll be a perfumer. You know, you're going to work with celebrities. You're going to be really good at it. And I was like, that sounds fun. Um, so I kind of did a little research and without knowing my uncle sent me a book that year for my birthday, a Chandler Burr book about the process of perfumery. What a coincidence. Uh, It's kind of like an interesting coincidence. Yeah. And I was like, that's crazy. And I, um, in that book, it talks about IFF, Farmanish, you know, Jividan, all Mm -hmm. the big houses. houses. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I was like, ah, Okay, so, you know, did a little Google search and found the addresses and they were all in New York. And I was like, okay, I guess I should go there. Um, And, you know, of course, it says you should study chemistry and you should learn French. And so I started university because before that I I took time off to train for the Olympics. Um, So I started Mm -hmm. university and I was like, all right, I'm going to I was the French club president. (laughs) I didn't I, know. I'm still bad at French. Um, no, you're fine. And I started studying chemistry, which mm-hmm. I was terrible at, and still am terrible at chemistry. I, my professor even told me you should it's not so be you should not be a, prof- a chemistry major. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah, I cried every day when I had those classes. No, but in the end, it's not chemistry that matters the most. Right? Exactly. So, well, thank God. Thank God. Um, <laughs> so I was like halfway through school and I went out to New York to visit my sister who was at school at NYU at the time and it was our Mm -hmm. spring spring vacation so we went out there and I just showed up on the doorstep of everybody's you know house I was like IFF um I got into Simrise but I was so stupid (laughs) after no 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 no. I'd like literally nothing I had nothing in my I, I just wanted to see it um I wanted to make contacts I wanted to like meet people I wanted I just wanted I I needed something you know um and I even went after hours didn't even think about it you know um and there was security and when I finally got to Jividan there was security in their building obviously and (laughs) because it's the big skyscrapers no I don't know I mean mean, I think there's 22 floors in there in the building that we have and we're on we're only on two of the floors or three of the three floors in New York um and the one person who was 
who was at security trying to go upstairs was actually going to Jivadon. And I was like, oh, you're going to Jivadon. I'll come. I, I'm going to Jivadon too. And I was like, can I come with you? And he was like, I don't care. And uh, yeah. And so the guy was like, all right. So I don't, I don't know. This is like, I think it's so definitely amazing. like it was fate that it happened. Yeah. So it happened it to be to happen. um, Jan Venier. He came down. It was his boyfriend, um, Mike. And I just like followed him through the security gate. And oh, like, was, I was, was like, Zen. I was with him. You were with yeah, him. Was, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh my God. Cause he was in New York at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we got in the elevator and I'm thinking to myself, I literally need to make an elevator speech right now. You know, everyone talks about have your elevator speech and I didn't have one, but I was like, this is the moment, the elevator speech. So I'm in the elevator and we get up to the 11th floor and the walls are glass. So you can see in, you can see the lab, mm-hmm. you can see the front desk and then, you know, all the other meeting rooms and stuff. And after I feel everything I could think of to Jan, he looks at me, he's like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm just wondering if you have like an internship or a job available or anything. He's like, you can't be (laughs) here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and I was like, Uh, oh, okay. And so they walk in, the doors close, they lock and I can see the lab. And, and I get back in the later. And of course, I'm so embarrassed because I was like, of course, like, I can't just be here. Like, I need to, you know, like, but yeah. I mean, I think it was ignorance was bliss at that moment. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I, I cried because I was so embarrassed. I was like, God, that's so stupid. So I, I left New York and went back home. And I was like, all right, well, that was bust. But at least I got to see things. And yeah. I'm still so fresh from skating that we used to do a lot of visualization. Like we would visualize our races. Um, mm-hmm. We would lay down, we'd close our eyes, we'd get stopwatches and we would lay down and we would visualize our race. We'd start and stop our races with stopwatches. And we would always be a few like milliseconds faster than our best times. So it was really like, and it was a really good way to like mentally prepare yourself because sports, it's like 90% in your head, right? Like you can be yeah. physically fit, but if your head's not there, you're never going to get anywhere. It's not going to happen, yeah. Yeah. And so um, in my head, I was like, okay, that's where I want to work. And I saw the lab in Jifidon. I was like, I'm going to work there. So I would visualize being there. And um, I put together my CV and I sent it, I faxed it. That's how old I am. I faxed it to <laughs> all the different houses. But Jifidon yeah. was the only one that called me back. A true sign. Yeah, it was their HR department. And they said, well, we're, you know, going to do kind of a trial run for an internship if you want to come and, you know, you got to do a phone interview. And I was like, that sounds great, you know. So I did. um, Wait, and at the time, they didn't know that you came to Jordan before, right? No, no. That's so funny. (laughs) No idea. No idea. And and in my interview with uh, the head of the lab, and I guess he still had a lab, Danny Marks. Um, I had all of my chemistry books out because I had been taking chemistry thinking that this was yeah. going to be a very important. Just all chemistry, my chemistry yeah. back. So I was like, oh, any chemistry <laughs> questions he's going to ask me, you know? And yeah. I was on, I was in Utah and obviously mm-hmm. New York time. So it was two hours earlier in Utah. So I was like 6 a.m. I had this, this interview mm-hmm. with this guy. Mm-hmm. I was drinking my pot of coffee, like getting ready to go. I get on the phone with him and I was like, okay, you know, like, yeah, you know, I I stopped by. He was like, oh, great. You know where it is. I was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, you know, you'll be working in the lab and you'd be working with the robot. And in my head, I'm like, oh, the robot, like the Jetsons. I think there's this like, this lady like making perfume. Yeah, you're like imagining a robot. You're like, whoa, that's cool. It's like in the movies. Amazing. stupid. And, um, and, and you know what I thought was a total sign too? The name of the robot was Roxanne K which is my last initial. So Roxanne, oh I was God, like, hello. Too many coincidences. I know. So, <laughs> hello, now you have to hire me. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, but he, he was like, all right, well, we'll see you in May. And I was like, holy shit. I got this. I got this, this internship. It. Like, this is, this is it. This is so exciting. So I sold everything I owned. This was supposed to be a summer internship. Sold everything I owned. Bought a one-way ticket to New York. And I stayed with my little sister in a studio apartment. Um, I got a bartending job to make money because it was not paid um, internship. Oh, yeah, because oh, yeah, in New York, they don't pay, right? No, I think they made it oh, illegal after that year because <laughs> it was after the 2008 like crisis. And they were just hiring at all 
these people who were way overqualified to have these internships to like so people wouldn't be jobless but anyway i was i was right in that moment where people were just taking all the free work they could um yeah even more so amazing was, you got it yeah oh well it was bartending at night um which was great like you know it's good good way to learn how to deal with people um yeah, for sure. and think quickly and like just everything you know you do kind of snowballs into how to like prepare you for the next thing you know yeah so yeah. um it was great I was working really hard I, I like couldn't walk in the mornings because I was on my feet all day in the lab and then I'd go <sighs> bartend at night um oh but it was it was great and I was young then, so it doesn't matter um it was training me for not you sleeping now as a mom <laughs> as a mom yeah who knew right bartending yeah. will train you as a mom remember that remember deal with that. crying babies yeah <laughs> um yeah But yeah, and then the end of that summer, at the whole summer, I would tell my boss, I'd be like, I'm going to be a perfumer. He's like, no, you're not going to be a perfumer. I was like, I'm going to be a perfumer. And he's like, everyone wants to be a perfumer. I was like, yeah, I know, but I'm really going to be a perfumer. He's like, yeah. I'm like someone has to do it. Like, I'm going like, to do it. Believe me. Yeah. And Wait, and this was, your boss was Olivier or no, this was? No, no, this was no, Danny. It was the, was the lab. The head of Danny, the lab, yeah. yeah. Danny Marks, yeah. Danny Marks, he's a funny guy. Um, he would tease me to no end. He, and I, you know, I was, again, on the learning curve, you know, going from mm -hmm. Utah to, you know, high-paced New York job. And I would cry all the time. <laughs> Finally, he was like, if you cry anymore, I'm going to fire you. And I was like, oh, my uh. God. So I just have to run to the bathroom and cry. I'm an emotional mess. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> But it was a great, like we, I made a lot of great friends, you know, you just mm -hmm. learn like so much to learn because I had no idea, you know, what I was doing. Um, but he would always reference the movie um, Rudy. Do you know that movie? I know it's a pretty American movie. Rudy. Rudy is this, uh, this guy who wants to be on the, the Notre Dame football team. Yeah. And okay. he, he like never makes it, but he's the, like the water boy, like warming the bench and he would sleep in the broom closet to like okay. try and make the team so he started calling me Ruby, Rudy because oh, I was like, just like determined yeah yeah super <laughs> it was not like a big compliment but it was pretty funny um yeah he said do you want to sleep in our broom closet Roxanne I was like is it cheaper than the rent that I've got <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it I'm ready to do that too <laughs> Uh, so it was pretty funny and then they he I got lucky again three people um left the lab that summer for different reasons and um he was like all right you're gonna be you can work here so I got a job in the lab um and it was I was so happy oh my god I was so happy yeah because now you'll get paid to do what you love Well, it was like, I got a shoe in, like I'm working for this company, like the biggest perfume yeah. house in the world. And I'm like here, you know, like, this is it. Like I, if you get me in the door, like I can do it. So it took me about five years to convince them to let me go to the perfumery school. <laughs> five so years. Was, yeah. No, but that's like, it can take years and years. So it's even Yeah. It takes time. Um, and then finally got in and yeah, the rest is history. That was, that was it. Now I'm here. <laughs> amazing i i love this story i think it's one of the most inspiring stories i've ever heard and uh, or no, the really. craziest huh? yeah craziest most inspiring like everything you know <laughs> most coincidental and it makes you believe in magic in uh, like the universe <laughs> yeah no it really felt like that i really felt like the universe yeah. was like on my side the, throughout the entire process um it took a lot of like i think mental power but it was i mean it was like the combination you know like you work hard mm -hmm. And I wasn't afraid of hard work, you know, like that I had been doing that my whole life, like hard work, mm -hmm. like I, I have stamina. And I think that's like one of the biggest things in this industry, you need to have resilience, you need to have stamina, mm -hmm. you need to, you know, not let things get you down when you feel like you want to, you know, I mean, when I yeah. was skating, we would mm -hmm. race in during our season every Saturday and Sunday we'd have two races on Saturday two races on Sunday and it, they would take a cumulative of the four different races that you would have and that's how you would you know rank in that weekend so if you messed up your two races on Saturday and you couldn't mm -hmm. get over it by Sunday you weren't going to get anything overall you wow, know like your points so go tough. down and you, it, so you really learn how to be like all right I'm going to let that one go and I'm going to like you know, steady yeah. up for the next race, because if you don't, you're just bringing yourself down further, you know, but that's wow. the kind of mentality I had going into this, you're never going to make it, you know, environment. And mm -hmm. I was like, 
just you know watch me yeah, like just I'll watch I'll, I'll just do whatever <laughs> it takes you know it, it makes so much that, sense now yeah but I mean it's 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 a matter of time you know like it's all it is really is the person who can handle the most you know not necessarily pain but like the most um like if you you throw those setbacks at someone, mm-hmm. it's a matter of you know you're mixing time and persistence. It's really and it's yeah. resilience, you know. So yeah, completely. And I had been training for that for a really long time. So I didn't go to the Olympics, but I got this far with all that training. So I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and maybe you were supposed to stop there. You know, it's like you got the training you needed for this purpose. Exactly. Now. Exactly. Exactly. And it's people like you who kind of can see that too, because I feel the same way, you know, when I, yeah. when I'm, you know, when things kind of don't work out the way I want, I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. what is the universe telling me right now? Like, what do I need to be listening to? Like what, what doors are opening that I'm not paying attention to because I'm so busy being disappointed about something else because my whole life it's been that way. And so um, it's kind of exciting when big, big setbacks happen you know you're like all right mm-hmm. it's time for a shift you yeah. know like the winds are changing it's time to move to a different environment and and take all the stuff that I've been learning and you know growing and put apply it into another direction so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah exactly the mentality you gotta keep <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's which is uh, it can be hard you know because everyday life like you And like you as a perfumer, you're always briefed with things you have to do and uh, people keep you in the, in the continuous like work, uh, work mentality. And then it's hard to look back sometimes and take a step back because you have so many projects and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's hard. No, it's true. It's not, it's not always easy and it's not always straightforward every day. Um, and mm-hmm. you've got ups and downs like everyone else, you know, so it's, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's life. Yeah, c'est la vie. <laughs> c'est la vie, ma belle. <laughs> oui. And how how is your French now? It's it's still amazing, right? Uh, c'est you... magnifique. C'est magnifique, mais oui, mais oui. <laughs> it was no, but it's good because wait, do you are you still? So now it's just Louise who speaks English. You and wait, that's it. New, who, who's a native? Native English speakers. Yeah, native mm, English. Shamala. Oh yeah, Shamala. Yeah, Shamala. Okay. Um, But yeah, yeah, I think it's the three of us. But how is that actually? Like, how is it to to uh, be the American in the French, uh, in the Paris it's office? It's not easy, you know? I mean, there's there's always the stigma of like what they assume I would create, you know? Like, I have to yeah. fight a lot of um, stereotypes because mm. it's like, oh, it's because oh, yeah. you're American. Oh, oh it's so fruity because you're American. I'm like, it's not fruity because I'm American, yeah, you know? Yeah, no. Um, I get, you know, I get put in the box of, oh, you know, like you do old, you know, fragrances or you do this or you do that mm-hmm. because you're American and um, mm-hmm. it can be frustrating because in theory, yeah, of course. I, I mean, I have American, um, you know, scent memories of things that I grew up with, of course, but perfumery, yeah. like I've learned everything here, you know, I've been here longer than mm-hmm. I've been in New York and um, I mean, I've grown up in perfumery in France. So everything I've learned has been really like French influenced. And mm-hmm. yeah, there's some instincts that I'm like, okay, well, you know, that translation, because it's a double translation in, in a sense, you know, like I'm translating from French to English into my own brain. But then, yeah, you know, the language of perfumery is vague, you know. So you have to translate when someone says, oh, sweet. It's not necessarily, or juicy, like juicy for me is different than what juicy is for someone who grew up in France, you know? Mm -hmm. So those kinds of, you know, adjectives are a little bit difficult to translate. And so for me, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, navigating little things like that in my everyday life where I'm like, okay, like someone says it smells like in Kev. All right. Yeah. I didn't grow up in Paris with a Kev. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, so finding it you know so I'm like could you be more specific about that you know and and like kind of breaking that down and understanding and now mm-hmm. you know I've been here enough where there are things where when someone says something my brain goes okay this is what you think it is but this is what they think it is and I have to respond to what they think it is you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, yeah because sense is so subjective and then you have your own comprehension of it right with your culture and then they have their own so 
and yeah for everyone it's different but then you have to learn both mm -hmm. for you so it's super mm -hmm. hard yeah but that, i think that's what will make also your creations even more complex and it could i mean i'm hoping eventually <laughs> yeah i mean it doesn't have to be i mean complex doesn't mean it's good simple can be the best also but uh, it means i think it will add a layer you know right. of subtlety right. i think i think you're right if and when yeah. the day comes where i'm i can master a technique you know yeah. um and yeah. i think right now actually the biggest my biggest hurdle is listening to myself more and mm -hmm. i think it's hard because we are constantly working for other people but if you're not really staying true to who you are and like smelling something and saying no this is what i like about it and i'm keeping this part of it mm -hmm. you know because i think that's yeah. essentially what your signature will be is staying true to who you are and not kind of getting bullied out of what you know mm -hmm. is good in the note and continuing yeah. on with that fragrance you know so that's sort of like where i'm at now in in my learning curve is is and i think it's nice coming back from maternity leave you take a step back and you come back in you know and you'll smell yeah. something and you're like no that was good you know like that was good yeah and yeah like why did you say that was not good yeah, well it was good <laughs> as a partner every day you hear it this isn't good enough this isn't good enough this isn't good enough this mm -hmm. all day long and, and that's the job is refine 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 and that's fine but i think you kind of it's it's really difficult to keep it in that zone where you don't take it personally and you you don't let it affect your your know-how like you know inside you know like yeah. your your um instinct and and i think that's kind of where i'm at right now with um perspective and making sure because you get sucked into it like you said you know like every day you're answering yeah, these, these briefs but um and i think a lot of the great perfumers here they've discovered that and they figured it out and they stick to their guns and I think I'm kind of just mm -hmm. beginning that phase of perfumery where I'm like, actually, I do have some good ideas, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like you have to fight for what you yeah. believe. It's like, yeah, with the evaluators and everything, you have to be like, okay, no, like, but then it, it takes time, yeah, mm -hmm. because you have to be sure yes. of yourself also, which is hard yes. when people always like second. Second guess you. And I'm always second guessing myself because it's not my culture. Mm. So there's that extra yeah. layer. But I think once that kind yeah. of comes into like an even playing field where I'm like, I know what to listen to and I know when to stick mm -hmm. to my own instincts. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's yeah, for sort sure. of my, my learning curve right now at work. <laughs> super cool, super cool. I'm excited to see that actually. Yeah, it's mostly just, um, you know, feeling out, you kind of how I feel like asking myself, okay, what do I think about this, you know, because you kind of get into this groove mm -hmm. where you're like, all right, this person wants this, this and this, and you just start turning into the short order chef, you know, I'm making bacon and eggs and pancakes and then toast and scrambled, you know, yeah. What, yeah, it's just like, I'm just making stuff that people Everything. want. And you kind of lose sight of that aspect of of what is it that I want to do? You know, like how am I adding what I'm, you know, good at to this other than just the technical, I know what the materials do and like, you know, how to answer the brief. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what do I want to contribute? Yeah. Yeah, in the creative sense. So that's sort of where I'm at right now um, to um, harness that a little bit more, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how that turns out actually. Thanks. <laughs> And I think it will. I think it will be only great. Like I don't see how very sweet your taste and your signature could not be amazing. <laughs> it will be super interesting because you have your American influence, but your French scent path. Yeah, I'm hoping that I've been in France long enough that that those two things will meld well together eventually, sooner mm -hmm. than later. But it does feel. You know what's interesting? Actually, the biggest game changer for me recently has been was becoming a mom. Um, and recently, because yeah. I, I had my second baby in the middle of a mm -hmm. pandemic, yeah, and I decided I decided to have her at home. <gasps> wow. And so I did a home birth. Wow. And this has, has really shifted my, my uh, perspective about kind of owning your instinct and mm -hmm. knowing like what you're doing is is the right thing and not second guessing yourself anymore. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, cause for because for sure, I think no one was like telling you like, that's the right thing to do, right? It's, this was your own. Yeah, you know, you do it at home. Like, I mean, I, ha I was 
you know, there with a doula and midwives. Um, mm-hmm. So I wasn't there totally alone. And yeah, my mom miraculously made it um, by a miracle. Oh, really? And my wow. husband. Mm-hmm. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I had, you know, I had a really supportive team there with me, mm-hmm. but um, I had time to kind of gear up for it. And I, I did that by mm-hmm. myself. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, and that's like this very powerful magic that women carry that is, is so potent. Like yeah. it is the most magical thing a woman could do. To give birth. And, you know, yeah, I mean, even I did it the first time in a hospital with my son and it wasn't a great experience. And the more research I did, the more I realized that we don't need to be in the hospital for that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just did lots of reading and, you know, how it's sort of this an- ancestral, you know, like thing that women pass down to next generations. But because our society is yeah. less tribal than it used to be, it's no longer that way. Um, and a few other horrible reasons why that is the way it is now. But um, yeah. so I said, okay, I'm going to try this, you know, I'm going to try this new, this new, but yeah. um this new idea. This new but and, old uh, way of doing, yeah. Right, like it's something that women have been doing for mm-hmm. centuries. And so I kind of went back to my roots in that way. And it's like awakened something inside of me where I feel like there's this beauty that mm-hmm. we have, you know? And it's funny, I, I view women in a whole new light of like what their power and beauty is, you know? And it's inspiring. And so I feel like I want to bring that into my perfumery, you know, like having that kind of confidence and Mm -hmm. knowing, knowing the things that, you know, I'm capable of doing is, it's exciting. It's exhilarating. Like that kind of thing is so, yeah, it's so exciting. So I'm hoping I can kind of bring that energy into Mm -hmm. my perfumery. Um, But yeah. Like going back to the roots. Yeah. I I mean, I've, I've just, of me Mm -hmm. you know like this is this this industry can be very hard on on a soul you know and I feel like I got to reconnect with my soul again Mm -hmm. um and I feel like that that part I want to bring in you know like I want more soulful perfumery like things that like you feel you feel like you can smell the like the richness Mm -hmm. you can smell the the beauty you can smell the confidence you can smell the The energy the energy the excitement you know like Mm -hmm. like life you know um because I think when you're connected to yourself like you can create beautiful magical things Mm -hmm. you know and that's the kind of that's the kind of thing I want to like spread you know I want to I want that to be in the world you know so no that would be I feel like that's also a voice that's lacking I think it's something that's not happening enough in perfume actually well you know it's not easy because mm -hmm. we're not here making things you know, as artists, I mean, there are a few people who have that luxury, you know, um, who have their own labels and yeah. they can make things because that's what they're inspired to do. I mean, right now, especially in big houses, we're making things for our clients for, yeah. so they can make money, yeah, you know, exactly. and that's, that's business. Like mm-hmm. there's no, you know, de- denying that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like no, I mean, I'm not yeah. against making money. <laughs> Um, but it's two different types of perfumery, you know, like that's just two Mm -hmm. different ways of, of, you know, going about it. And so I think, um, trying to find that balance is the biggest, you know, question Mm -hmm. and trying to maintain that perspective. It's hard. Um, but it's my goal. (laughs) I love that. I think you should make, like, make sure you keep that goal in your head, uh, no matter what happens. But I wonder if there's a way for you to like shine, you know, that, that idea within even perfumes you're going to sell to big clients. It's like, uh, That I think is what takes a really long time in yeah. perfumery is mastering that. Um, I mean, there's some people, I, you know, who I think is really good at that is Quentin Biche. He's really good at that. Yeah, I think he, he's really good at um, taking the, like the, the heart of what he like envisions for his fragrance. Yeah. And he has conviction. That's the biggest thing is conviction. He has conviction about what he's creating mm-hmm. and he he's really good at that. And I, and I admire that in him for sure. Um, and you can smell it, you know, like in, in the fragrances, like, yeah, he can make a commercial fragrance, but you definitely can smell that there's soul in it. You know, like he, he knows how to put soul into his commercial fragrances. So for me, I'm, I'm like, 
one side or another, I'm like, oh, I'll make a commercial fragrance. And then I should do something that's, you know, niche and yeah. something that has more personal you know, that soul inside mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is the but, approach but yeah, of yeah. a lot of creative people. Like they do, you know, commercial so. jobs and then yeah. more uh, yeah. Yeah, personal and uh, artistic work on the side. So I think there's yeah. different ways also for you to approach that. Yeah, I think that's true. Like perfumery mastery is a signature, you know, I think is your conviction and your soul in mm-hmm. a fragrance. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think it takes a long time to get there, you know? For sure. Yeah. So, because, yeah, you have to believe like, in yourself and then make people believe in you without any yes, doubt. Like, yes. Yeah. And I think as artists, trying to sell yourself is not always easy, yeah. you know? No, no, no. But, um, but having confidence in yourself will sell itself. So that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to is, exactly. you know, being confident in and having conviction in what you, what you make. Exactly. Wow. Amazing. Ah, this is so inspiring. And, um, and then maybe, yeah, I know this is a question that's a bit uh, like probably a lot of people ask you, but um, has the pandemic, because I think, you know, with the, what's happening, it's good to talk about it also. Like how has the pandemic affected? Yeah, of course. Um, well, for, I'm terrified to get it because uh, some people lose their sense of smell. Yeah, that's I've heard that's so it up to six months, some people. Um, so I feel like I'm not sure if that's, I mean, that would, that would definitely affect me in a very physical yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, that would be, okay, that's the worst case scenario, yeah. But, I mean, it's scary. Like, there's people dying out there, you know, and there are people who are getting sick and we don't know what's, you know, the long-term effects of the, the diseases and yeah. you know it's affecting people's brains and and um i mean like it's it's a big time in the world you know yeah um it's super scary. and i think i think it's interesting to see how people pivot with that um mm-hmm. i think people who have the resources are good at pivoting with what's happening um yeah. You know, you just kind of adapt to what you have to do to survive in that sense, you know, and that's really what it is. is if you can survive something like this, like you'll come out the other end and it's going to be okay. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, not everyone has those instincts to survive and to, to pivot with the time. But I mean, in theory, our world is constantly changing, you know, like mm-hmm. we're, things are always changing. And so people who can see that and say, okay, this is just another way for me to shift. I have to shift. I have to shift. And you shift with the times and you stay current and you stay relative. And you know, that's, it's just one more, one more shift in that. I mean, on a business level, and this is purely, you know, like, you know, no, no heart behind it. But I think um, I've noticed people take more time for themselves because we've had time in confinement. And yeah, that kind of completely. Thing. So yeah. I think um, we see a lot of people spending, even myself, like I spent more, more time, you know, buying things that I never would have, you know, given myself the time to try like different, yeah. you know, makeup, like I would watch makeup tutorials like, oh, you know, and, or like, you know, things that are better for your skin, like mm-hmm. health things that, you know, like, that's the kind of stuff that, you know, like self care, self care. Yeah. It became huge. Yeah. 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 And I think that's mm-hmm. good. You know, like people yeah. are like being reflective and, and I think taking that little, you know, those little extra steps, you know, in your day for yourself, it can go a long way, yeah, you know? Sure. And I think, you know, obviously fragrance isn't just, you know, in alcohol form, like we've got fragrance in, you know, face creams, in shampoos, in, you know, body oils, candles, mm-hmm. like, it affects us. And I yeah, feel like that's something, yeah. And, and it could boost your mood, you know, and you know, there's some days, you know, you're in confinement and you light a candle, you're like, oh, okay, like it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, oh, I needed that. Yeah, yeah. You know, or you take, you know, a hot bath and you have oils and, you know, you wash your hair and all those, those smells, they mm-hmm. boost your mood, you know? And so I think because we've all kind of had to slow down in a sense, we've slowed down, we've stopped to smell the roses, you know, yeah. we've stopped yeah, yeah. to smell, you know, our shampoo roses. And, and I think that's sort of um, an interesting way of looking at how, how this like tragic time in our life has, has kind of made, you know, good. Yeah. yeah it's been, mm-hmm. it's been, you know, not all, all bad. Um, it's been nice to, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like you bond more with the people you love 
True, um, very true. And I think you kind of cherish things that you didn't cher- cherish before. You know, even I was talking to my sister yesterday about how like it's very human nature to connect. And right now connecting is dangerous and yeah. it can be yeah, very yeah. jarring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's strange. It's this, yeah. this like very, you know, this need to connect with people is there and, and we can't, you know, and I think it really, it's going to affect um, mm-hmm. how we treat each other in, you know, whether it's good or bad. But for me, I feel like I cherish people and like relationships. Even more. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, hugging my husband more, you know, cause it's like, you're in this, this space where you don't get to connect with people. Um, and I feel lucky cause I have my family, you know, mm-hmm. like I have my little family. I don't have my extended family, but even then I wouldn't probably be able to see them. And that would be even more frustrating. Um, but I have my tiny little family and I, you know, I fall asleep. We are all co-sleeping in the same room now, which I know is oh, that's so such a bad idea, <laughs> that's but so cute. it's, you know, we're the four of us are uh, in the same room and we didn't plan it that way, but we're just letting it happen. And I fall asleep, you know, it, with my family next to me and I feel so grateful. My heart feels so full that I have them with me, you know, yeah. because this is a time can be really lonely and isolating. Isolating is, I mean, for me, I couldn't being hungry and being alone are the two things I yeah. can handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I feel you. I feel you. But yeah, imagine the people who are alone. Like that's why, like, I'm so grateful also to have my husband. And, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah. it's, uh, we're lucky. We're lucky. And I think it's good that we realize so. how important uh, relationships are yeah. and family is. And yeah, it's a time when yeah. we need to feel reassured, you know, because things are scary mm-hmm. and unsure. And so when you have others with you that can like, you know, you can feel cozy with and safe, mm-hmm. then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, I can, I can survive this. I can like, it's going to be yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It's huge. But yeah, but like you said, yeah. also, it's uh, like we were talking before, it allows us to take a step back, you know. Mm-hmm. This, this yeah I think time. I think changing your perspective is key mm-hmm. and I've always thought that way with perfumery um I feel like travel helps that um and so this is I mean that's something that's killing me is not being able to travel yeah um yeah, but yeah it does it shifts perspective you know and I think before this it was traveling but sitting still it's sort of like if you haven't been practicing your your, your meditation for a while and mm-hmm. like starting it over again that's, I feel like confinement and like kind of restricting everything. Like mm-hmm. you're finding like your mental strength again, you know? Yeah. 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 So yeah, for sure. I don't know. So many aspects. Mm-hmm. But yeah, super interesting self-care and everything. But yeah, it's like, it came all of a sudden and we were not ready at all for it. But I think in a way mm-hmm. it was kind of bound to ha- to happen. Like, I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. I always felt like something's going to happen at some point. We're just trying to avoid thinking about it and we're trying not to, mm-hmm. but like we're doing so many things to this earth, like something, like some karma or something is going to happen and like, we're not even going to see it coming, you know? And I feel like it came and then, yeah, well, let's hope after this it's over and then it's like the lesson, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think, I think people were expecting, I mean, people who study this kind of thing were expecting it like yeah. every hundred years it's supposed to happen and it, it happened, you know? So I mean, what what are the other things we're not paying attention to? Know. You know, we should that listen are more cyclical. To yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, and we just, I mean, you don't, you can't always predict the future. And I mm-hmm. think you just got to do the best you can with what you've got, and you know, like try and preserve, like you say, like with our Earth and doing, you know, better to preserve our Earth and all, yeah. you know, all the things that mm-hmm. that we could do, but a wild wild world right now yeah exactly but yeah um and then now to move on to uh, i have okay so i have this uh, this thing it's like um a little rapid fire round oh <laughs> like okay every fire round. <laughs> would you would okay. you begin on doing that well yeah let's see if i can yeah? if my, my mom Don't worry, like, no stress it. no stress like really it's <laughs> it's a few questions i can help you find the okay. answers to your questions and yeah it's just a few questions okay so First question. Okay. If you could only wear one perfume for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh my God. Um. <laughs> it, yeah, it could be, or it could be like, 
I don't know, a scent you can't get enough of or, or I don't know, or something, a perfume you really love. I don't love any perfume right oh, now. Wow. <laughs> that's, Is that's that bad a, to say? No, no, that's not um, bad to say. That's actually super interesting. I love that answer. Right now, I, I've got like a little mixture of um, amber, like woody ambers and musks that I've mm. been kind of, I've been wearing. And yeah. from you that you I made? really like it. Yeah. Okay. And I don't usually like what I, you know, like I don't always like constantly, consistently like what I've made. Like mm -hmm. I'll, I'll go through phases where I like something and I'm like, yeah, I, I like this. And then I kind of move on. Yeah. But this one I've really liked for a while. Um, but I think it's because it, it's a musk um, accord that I was playing with um, around like the scent of a baby. Ah. Um, so it could be just because of where I am in the phase of life. Yeah, of um, but it's very grounding for me and cozy and cocooning. And again, I think I wear fragrance be like according to my mood. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of what it is. So I think if I had to wear a fragrance my whole life, I wouldn't wear any. You wouldn't wear any because it's like, it depends on how you feel. Yeah, I understand that. Completely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so, it's so, you know, mood. Yeah, mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Because if it didn't match my mood, it would make me bananas. Like, yeah. I couldn't handle it. Yeah, it's like, yeah. you need to feel and, excited, but then you're wearing this really comforting thing. You need to feel, like, energized. But Yeah, yeah. 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 I need, you know, the fragrance is, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. It needs to flow with, like, my, my ever-changing moods. Yeah. <laughs> so you wear your perfume, actually, when you create no i just do it on the weekends usually um but i like the idea of mixing in different mediums um like oils i've been kind of curious about oils a lot mm. lately like body oils um and i just got some macadamia oil i really like it um oh that's nice yeah and just a tiny bit of that in a bath um is really nice or i've been i've been trying for the last maybe six months, um, all the different deos, all the different deodorants that are natural. Me and too. Oh my god! I, I cannot find a good one. <laughs> Me too. I and, keep smelling. You know, like <laughs> I'm a. I know, and I'm like, I can't be a stinky perfumer. Like yeah, that's not that, good. You know, that doesn't work. Yeah, me yeah, too. I've tried so a lot, actually. <laughs> Me too. In the, I found some really great ones in the U.S. Um, oh yeah. Because I think because I think they've they've got very two different sides of the spectrum like they've mm -hmm. got very strong you know aluminum filled fragrances and then they've got some or uh, um, deodorants but they've got really good like natural like mm -hmm. I've had I've smelled some really good natural smelling fragrances or um, deos but the problem is is I I don't know if I'm necessarily allergic to all the naturals or if because I'm suddenly sweating again and I mm -hmm. haven't been sweating for like god knows how many decades that it, it like it, it gives me like skin irritation so uh, I've just sort of been experimenting with that um but with like coconut oil mm -hmm. and fragrance and that kind of thing but yeah I wish I wish there was you know if someone could come up with a really good natural deodorant that won't give you breast cancer it would be amazing that would be cool that would be cool yeah and a good one that works yeah. because i've tried That's some that thing. really and don't work they just don't work and yeah. i i mean i again i was an athlete like i i like to sweat like i like to work out i you know and i you know i move a lot you know so i think it's um that's sort of been this challenge in my mind yeah well i'll let you know if i I'm find totally one ten gentle yeah let me know let me I'll know, let you know. there's a one I, I have right now I'll, I'll tell you it's it's like a provence but see this one i sometimes it looks natural so you think it's natural but it's not and uh, yeah i'm not sure I, sh I have to look again but it's like the i'm not totally against having synthetics in there i it's like a fragrance wise like i'm not super against that but i don't want it filled with aluminum and i don't necessarily need an antiperspirant Same. Um, and i think and and I don't know why, you know, and I like the idea of using um, coconut oil because I use it on everything. Yeah. Um, Miracle oil. But it just, yeah, it's great. It just doesn't, doesn't really cut the butter. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'll let you know. Okay. Moving back to the rapid. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Tentative too. It's not so rapid. <laughs> it's not, so not going to be rapid. It's fine. It's fine. We're going we're gonna to continue. Okay. So your favorite raw material, if you have one, can be synthetic and be... Right. right now. Right now. Maybe right now. It's... Yeah. Amber fix. Um, Amber fix? 
Mm-hmm. Mm, which is like ambroxan, right? And ambro Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like ambroxan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like the clean woody amber note. I love it. Um, I I've been kind of in an aldehyde um, mood lately, which is strange because I I don't love them by themselves. I've always liked iron beta, mm-hmm. um, which I think is like the '80s child in me. Yeah, and because <laughs> it's the violet, right? It's the the iron. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Um, and naturals, I love the naturals, um, and I usually like you know like the cystus like i love cystus oh, yeah. and mm-hmm. um like the, the resinous vanillas. yeah the, yeah the, yeah really good like balsamic vanillas mm-hmm. are so good oh yeah um yeah so cool. i would say probably amber fix yeah amber fix and for people who don't know so it's kind of like the imitation of ambre gris which is it's right right is it it's i mean it's 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 a synthetic that i would describe as like a very clean mm-hmm. woody if it was a color it would be white um it's very comforting it feels very um it's not hot it's not cold but it's, it's warm, warm. It. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's warm um and when you smell it it's very for me it's very like grounding and comforting because yeah. it smells like it smells clean to me but not like clean in like a shampoo, like fruity apple kind of way. More just like a clean, clean, mellow, like, yeah. Kind of like, dr- a bit and dry. And it has yeah. like, it's, it's a little bit dry, but not super mm-hmm. dry like a lot of the other um, amber notes. Yeah. Um, it's got like kind of a, a nude skin kind of feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nice. No, no, that was it's a very good, like... that was a good description. I, I think we can spend it. We can spend it. <laughs> Cool, cool. Okay, so now best cultural recommendation, like something like a book, a song, a movie. Well, I guess Rudy could could be could be Rudy. <laughs> I will not remember. No, no, no. no. Um, I actually just read a book called um, Untamed, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Okay, Untamed. And that was super inspiring. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, not I really liked that. Untamed. Yeah. So it's like a fiction or it's a real story? um it's i mean or like it's like a like just, a self-growth just, yeah yeah it's like a, it's a sort of like she talks about things that she's going through mm-hmm. and the, like her experience and what she's drawn from it and it resonated with me so i okay. think i like those you learn a lot um, from those books mm-hmm. yeah i agree and it was it was really good um i love uh, i'm not gonna tell you all the books i love okay like, like big magic <laughs> you know, one subject okay. yeah that's a huge <laughs> subject no, but at least we have one good that we can we can read yeah. on untamed mm-hmm. plus i haven't actually heard about this one cool mm-hmm. okay. favorite food or recipe Eek. uh i love pesto Pasta, oh yes, me too. Me too. No, pesto, pesto. Oh, pesto. <laughs> pesto, well, pesto, yes, pesto. Pesto, so green yeah. pesto or red pesto? pesto? Yeah, I, lo- uh, I love basil pesto. Okay, basil Basil. Wow. I, there's something about basil that, that I think it's because my grandmother used to make basil pesto Maybe. when I was little and she was the best of my my family makes fun of me because I've always been telling, I've told them for the last maybe 10 years. Yeah. But my favorite phrase for my grandmother was she would uh-huh. tell us, she would spoil us rotten. She'd say anything you want, lamb chop. Uh-huh. And she would make pesto. So when I smell pesto, I have this like overwhelming sense of anything you want. So uh-huh. it's, it's a good feeling. That's but yeah, so nice. she used to have lilies in her house. So lilies and pesto. Lilies and them. pesto. And I love, I love garlic. It's not mm. good also for someone experimenting with deodorant and a perfumer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Garlic is, is not the, it's not the friendly, the friendly uh, ingredient. but who doesn't love garlic? Like, come on. I don't understand people who don't love well, it. And also I think it's so good in, in a uh, pandemic too. I, for some reason it's an extra layer of protection in my idea, but yeah, yeah it's a root. Anyway, so I, I love, I love basil yeah. and I love, yeah, so pesto, I would say. Okay, cool. Amazing. Basil. Mm-hmm. I like basil too. I like the, the scent of basil. I love basil. Basil and lime together. Oh, so oh that must be nice. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so good. Thank you. Maybe I'll try tonight for a new recipe. <laughs> okay, moving on. Tra- favorite travel destination? Oh, God. Everywhere. Everywhere? I love traveling. 
yeah i had a great time in croatia oh croatia I've never um been. we had a lot of fun there i love okay. italy i dream about going to italy all the time yeah, um japan and scotland are on mm. my oh, japan next too. list oh you love japan um, it's amazing i haven't been to japan i haven't been it's amazing so it's on my my to-do list and um scotland because that's my ancestors are from oh you're and, you're scottish yeah. mm-hmm. i mean your ancestors mm-hmm. wow cool yeah um and but places i've been that i love yeah anywhere with really good food mm-hmm. i like oh, yeah. i like like kind of experiencing the culture through their food me too um and walking in the streets yeah yeah we had a really great time in croatia um okay. greece i love greece Oh, Greece, never been. Um, yeah, it's great. We did a, a little um, sailing trip there. It was so fun. Oh, nice. But yeah, anywhere with good food and good people, I'll, I'll take it. I like adventures. So, sorry, no, no one real, real No, no, that, that's, a bunch, that's, that's a bunch of, real, of very good answers. Um, okay, number one quality a perfumer should have. I think you answered that question already. Yeah, resilience. I think um, resilience. Yeah, resilience. Okay, yeah. awesome. Your fondest scent memory, basilic then, basil? <laughs> or uh, my which one? Your, your fondest scent memory. Oh uh, yeah, I would I would probably say star geyser lilies and okay, and and maybe gardenias. Gardenias remind me of my mom. Wait, my and dad the first one was what? Gardenias. Star. Um, uh, star geyser lilies. Star geyser lilies. Okay, it's called a lily that's uh-huh. like a star geyser. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it's just the the ones that are like they look like fireworks oh, and yeah, they're yeah, pink yeah. inside yeah. with like little freckles. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. Um, yeah, they smell so good. I love the the isoeugenol is just so good. Oh, I yes. love the eugenol. The, the isoeugenol is just mm-hmm. and it's like this really vanilla yummy smell. Yeah. Um, and my grandmother used to have those. And then gardenias. My dad used to buy them for my mom when we were in San Francisco. Mm, so nice. And. Basil, for sure. Something about basil makes me happy. Limes make me happy because I think it reminds me of being on vacation for some reason. And that's nice. It's um, sparkly. Yeah, fresh. Yeah, fresh. Yeah. Nice. Wait, I saw is the clove, clove one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that too. It just makes you happy, the scent. Mm-hmm. I feel like the isoeugenol is like the creamy version of, of the eugenol because eugenol is the one that you really get that's like the really strong clove scent and the isoeugenol is sort of like the softer version of it so it's like this creamy soft spiciness that's nice. so yummy nice mix love it mm-hmm. okay we're almost done <laughs> if you could go back in time <laughs> and smell anything okay anything like maybe dinosaur or something from the 60s or 70s you know oh god um I I never thought about that actually. Yeah, it's hard. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. Like, are you curious about what I don't know? We used to smell like as as a, as humans or or in the caves, wow. you know? <laughs> no, I don't want to know. I don't want to know what we used to smell like. <laughs> no, I don't have any desire. Um, actually, you know, this is weird. If I could go back, I would go back to again. This is my mom brain coming out. Um, when my kids were born. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a magic magic smell that would be ah, uh, that would be so nice so i I, I just relive it again i mean i, I mm-hmm. that's that's definitely something i would want to relive again i find that super interesting actually um okay and then the last rapid fire round is one thing you would say to your younger self what i say to my younger like how much younger I don't know. It can be a time you choose, like when you would think you needed to say something to yourself or maybe when things were a bit hard, you know, I don't know. When you were maybe doing your mm. ice skating, uh, speed ice skating, or even when you were during the corridors of the Givaudan in New York or assisting. You know what? It's funny. I feel like sometimes I wish my younger self could talk to me now. Oh, really? I almost feel like, yeah, I almost feel like I had more courage then but I think it was because I was more naive. Yeah. Um, Nothing was hurting you. Like you didn't care yeah. what people would tell you. Yeah. I, I yeah. That. And I yeah, think, yeah. I think now I've, I've become too aware mm-hmm. and, um, and I know that that sounds ignorant, but I think there was something about my naivete that helps me have more courage. And I think, I think um, maybe 
and again I would I would have my my past self tell me now like don't don't lose yourself you know like I think there's yeah. something there that's so I don't know um maybe I would tell my my past self um keep keep your um yeah don't lose yourself like mm-hmm. stay strong to who you are because I think there's lots of lots of things that kind of happen in your life that will kind of jar you in a way mm-hmm. where you make know you and yeah make you doubt yourself like don't mm-hmm. doubt yourself yeah yeah, yeah. just I think that's yourself. what I would say I was, yeah yeah don't doubt yourself mm-hmm. love that love that don't doubt. but yeah it's it's interesting to to see to take this the this question the other way and be like I need my I need to have my younger self speak to me again yeah I mean like like you can do this yeah you can you can Archie, don't worry. we're in this together <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then the final one. So this is a this is not a rapid fire question, but it's like um, it's the part, the final part of the podcast that I'd like to call sillage because it's what will stay. So the question is, what do you personally want to leave behind uh, after you're gone? And this could be your children, it could be a legacy, perfume, could be uh, something for the listeners of this podcast who are like people who love perfume or who are interested in the industry. What would I want to leave behind? Yeah. Um, I hope that I could pass on at least for people to feel inspired. Mm-hmm. Like I would in like to pass on, you know, like excitement and courage. Like I would I hope by um you know, like if people look back and remember me, I'd want them to think, Oh yeah, like that person made me feel good, you know yeah um so yeah i hope whether it's through perfumery or through conversation or through Mm -hmm. just like energy like sitting in the same room together like i mean i'm not gonna put on you know that much pressure on myself to be like that all the time but you know in Mm -hmm. a general you know like in general like i would hope to be remembered as you know someone who helps people feel feel good yeah Yeah. i feel like happy and inspired yeah it's, it's happening already so. it's happening already. this is why i wanted to interview you first to give You're me that so inspiration and the courage you can do it you can do it yes yes <laughs> you too well thank you so much roxanne like this was so great yeah thank you it was so good to talk talk to you it was so fun bisous, bisous. all right well and, uh, good luck i'll talk to you soon okay thanks you too bisous All right, everyone, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this personal conversation with my dear friend and talented perfumer, Roxanne. I find her story super inspiring as it shows that with enough resilience and hard work, you can really make your dreams come true. Hopefully it inspired you as well and gave you some insights into the fascinating world of perfume. If you'd like to support this podcast, be sure to follow and leave stars on iTunes. If you're interested to learn more about perfume in general, go follow Aroma Study, the Perfumer Podcast Instagram account. See you in the next one. Until then, take care and keep smelling.